Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, the world building podcast where you throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you with sticks. I'm Kyle. I'm Ethan. On today's episode, we are going to be very quiet because we're discussing libraries. Okay, libraries. We're going to be normal volume the rest of the time. Uh, speak for yourself. Yes, so libraries, uh, everyone knows what a library is. We don't need to have to explain that concept. Um, I think in fantasy, they're pretty significant player for being centers of knowledge wizards heavily related to cool libraries yeah man um you know there's we've got they're, so they're the, cool. there's the libraries in hogwarts which have like the books flying around and the, the restricted section there's the restricted section books are constantly rearranging each other there's the jedi archives i think that counts as a library where yeah. you've just got holocrons anywhere and you need to really boost up your security system so that politically disaffiliated and disaffected jedi can't go in and just erase entire uh planets from the this is why physical copies are better than digital i have no comment on that but i'm just saying you should jocasta yeah. new kind of slipped on the whole library security system there yeah you know that's that's really all like the whole clone wars is really the fault of like jocasta new getting lazy and, and napping on the job so archivists matter um, another cool library is the one from Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, the one in the desert. Yeah, that is, that is. there's like a library guardian who's a psychotic owl? Wang Shi, Wang Ti, something yeah. like that. But yeah, who? It, not psychotic, it's just a, it's the, it's a knowledge spirit uh -huh. that protects the library. And if you, it's okay. fine until you try and steal from the library and then it goes all berserk. Yeah, all, all Miyaga, uh, Miyazaki. But a very cool image. There's, yeah. I forgot that. That is such a good. Oh, that's when Appa gets stolen too. Yeah. Oh, that was sad. Yeah. yeah. A lot of emotions today. But yeah, so there's lots of libraries out there. Um, Kyle, what's your library? There. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's ADHD is extreme today. So <laughs> today's going to be a fun episode. Uh, let's talk about everything. <laughs> okay, library. Uh, so my tease of my library is. Was there a library in Mass Effect? I don't. I don't think so. You don't think? Okay. Was there? Is there? <laughs> oh, can you go into the library in Hogwarts Legacy? Serious yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, you can. What's that like? Is it cool? Like, is it is it fun in there? It's like a, a you know, classic uh, neo gothic library. It's kind of nice. Okay, it's cool. The restricted section is very different. Um, it's got ghosts patrolling, and it's less of a open stacks mm. um but yeah it's fine okay uh, nothing i don't really know. all right so to tease up my library yeah what you got only one book shit all right what's your tease didn't see that coming uh only one book i've got final fantasy ripoff you really like final fantasy these days i am playing final fantasy so it's very front of mind sure um all right i'll go first yeah so i was inspired Heavily by Halo. A game I haven't played. Anytime you bring up Halo, I get excited because it's brand new to me. I know so little about the game and the lore and anything. Yeah. It's 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 fresh pasta, man. Okay. Um, well, not that fresh. It's uh, 23 years old. Um, Is it really? Well, the whole combat evolved. Um, so in the first game, there's a level that's famously the worst level in the game. Famously one of the worst levels in probably any any game called the library. Okay. Uh, even Bungie's like, yeah, we, we, we didn't do a great job with oh, that really? one. Because it was so confusing. People got lost all the time. And it was this giant structure, this giant uh, library. But it wasn't, it, it wasn't 
it was like a like a monolith almost where th- there was no real architectural nuance it's just this big structure you're navigating these big corridors to get to one single thing that's being kept there which is like an index that you can use to fire the ring right uh, which is a super weapon so uh there's one hmm. de facto book at the center of, of the library the, is the source of a weapon it's where you get the whole halo ring as a weapon and this is where and the, the trigger key... is kept in the library. Well, I mean, I guess it's, last it's kept place in they've a... ever looked for it. it it's not, the humans are calling it a library. It's not like an actual library. Oh. It's just the names that are being attributed to it. I misunderstood. Okay, got it. Um, but anyway, so that that was my jumping off point to say, okay, well, what if you have a library that is just the, the housing one single thing, one single book? Sure. And then I was thinking about what could that be? So the library that I'm imagining is... Not scary, not a super weapon, but it, it, it contains one book. Mm-hmm. That book has all of all of the knowledge of the world that has ever been, that will ever be. Oh, past, present, and future. Yeah. Okay. It is like the source of all. It is raw knowledge in a book. All right. Now, this book cannot be read by a mortal. I'm going to say eight people have tried to read it. All eight have died instantly. Because their brains so, have just been fried and they couldn't process it. So a little Elder Scroll-like. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And it's kept in the center of this library in, uh, you know, tightly under security. But the whole library is dedicated to this one book where it's hmm. where it's almost like a museum. And it is, uh, it is understanding of what the book, you know, means, what it, like how they've been able to channel it in the past this history of the book its caretakers the testament to this book and to knowledge itself but there are no other books really here it's everything is it's like the museum of the bible yeah but it's the museum of this book but it's a library dedicated book because you go there to learn and to understand how we, we could be using this and maybe there are other books there but in you know like in stacks in the basement you go down there it's mostly about venerating this concept of knowledge and this acknowledgement that we have it all in a concentrated form. We just can't tap it yet. But maybe we will one day. Hmm. And I just like this idea of a, a, a space dedicated to the one, you know, because often it would be like a museum to a person. Mm-hmm. Everything's about, about a singular person. But making it about this singular source of all things, which is religion in a way. It is, but uh, I, I'm actually, what you're describing is sort of reminding me of the Newseum before uh, it kind shut of, down. Kind of, but that was about museum, all news. Well, it was about, it was more about media than anything. It was about news, but it was yeah. also about, I mean, to discuss the news, you have to discuss media, yeah, yeah. media of communication. Yeah. And so you end up with a pretty similar thing where we're talking about what is knowledge, what is truth, how does it get communicated, how has it been communicated? Yeah. Um, if no one can read it, how do they? How do people know it's real? And they know it's, they know it's real, or they think it's real because the people who have attempted to read it were able to communicate that in a way, as their brain was melting. Yeah. From, you know, I imagine it's that you, um, it's like overheating a computer that there's a, there's a brief moment where the computer is working okay and it's, you know, everything's good and then it just starts to overheat and then it explodes. So it was 
you know, these eight people who've done it in the past, they all of a sudden start to drop all this knowledge and, and claim all these things that are so significant and, you know, almost like prophesizing by talking about things that other people don't understand or haven't heard of before uh, as their brain just starts to melt and then they just turn into mush. Interesting. So I, I think it's it's those instances, and I, I imagine in the library they would have information about these eight people and what they all said, like a record of what was said by them in the moment after they read right. the book. Right. And, and you then, call them the readers or the prophets or something. Say the readers, you know. Yeah. Because a prophet... The literati. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Because as we're talking about it, it does sound so much more religious than I was intending it to. Yeah. Especially because you are asking people to sort of accept its truth effectively on faith. Yeah. Because they can't go and experience it themselves necessarily. Yeah. Or they can, and, but then they die. And that that's yeah. kind of a bummer. Because then maybe, maybe, all right, let's say they have figured out how to channel through it to extract some information to safely read sections of the book. Okay. So that some of the library can be, a, you know, about lecturing and like transcribing what is in this section of the book. What do we know is here? Because then it, they can't, and maybe it's specifically the future stuff breaks people's brains. That's sort of what I'm thinking where maybe the past and the present are a little bit, they're easier to digest past, you know, the farther back you go, the easier it is to absorb yes. it. And the closer you get to modern times, the harder it is. Yeah, like the further in the book, like the 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 early pages you can decently read. And yeah. then like the more pages is like more weight being added to a bar. Right. And then all of a sudden you just can't possibly lift it. Yeah. And then if you try to just open to the the back, you will just break everything. Yeah. That's and and maybe even break the world because of what you see and if you know it's i don't think break the world i i think that's i don't want it to be a thing that can create like a bomb oh I, I wasn't thinking bomb i just meant if you know how the world is going to end you know i'm thinking more self-fulfilling prophecies yeah except for you don't ever get to that point because you're not able to communicate what's right. happening what you've just read because it is too much it's like um the Lovecraftian nightmare, right? Of, I cannot describe this thing. Yeah. It is too it's otherworldly, yeah. and it's this cosmic horror. But it's more of this cosmic knowledge that is just so hard to describe. You know, much like how they talk about um, different animals that can see, uh, like there's animals that can see like infrared, or animals oh, yeah, that the can mantis see... shrimp can see like 18 different levels of the ultraviolet spectrum. Or yeah, something. and like yeah. that kind of shit, where it's weak. We understand in theory, but we cannot fathom what that looks like. Right. We can say that a galaxy is 10 trillion light years long. But we really can't we have fathom no the... fucking idea what that actually means. I, I, I mean, that's a galaxy. We're on a planet, right? It, yeah, we, like, we, like the experience of it is so much more intense. Absolutely. So I think this might be more of where the experience of it, it it's jumping to being a mantis strip and experiencing all of that from nothing. But it's more intense than that. I really like this idea. I think a really cool way that you could enhance it and make it more interactive for either the people in your story or your, the players in your game, if this was a world, is to relax the severity of the impacts of people who read so that, they, yes, they do go mad, but maybe there's some sort of pattern to their madness 
that other people who communicate with them can learn to interpret. So mm. if they read the book and then they just start muttering under their breath what seem like nonsense words. Yeah. You could then have a group of people working and studying their language and their words and their dreams and their visions or if they're if they're drawing to try and put yeah. together and okay. interpret the knowledge. Okay. So say you take one of those people they sit in a chair in the center of a room and and somebody's able to you know much like a harry potter with like the hair where they can see the memory yeah yeah where they they can like tap into it and project i think yeah and like project the memory uh like a like a film essentially or project it as you know in some sort of artistic form that everybody can see it just you know like a hologram yeah to to let people see like as a movie this past this knowledge that these historical events whatever it may be uh maybe you could do something like that yeah or yeah or it's you know you have the it would be interesting to have the person who's read and then the translator who's able to to fully understand what, what they've done and as a tandem that there is the the knower and the speaker yeah. and and they are able to you know like become lecturers professors they become the the most knowledgeable people 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 go to the library to learn from them about all manner of topics and Mm -hmm. part of me wants it to to retain this um this sense of a museum in that there's people there and that it is like a tour people go there and there's like an energy. Yeah. Not that it's just a, a stale library. Not that all libraries are stale. No, I'm not I'm not bad mouth on libraries. I'm just saying they're quiet. And we love a library. Like like I, I want it to be a louder library. I was in a, a public library in Helsinki and it was awesome because they had like uh, moms doing like a little class with the babies, like a yeah. physical ed class at the top of the library there are people in there working there was music rooms and people were in there jamming out there was people playing ps5s yeah. uh, in in a bunch of these like separate rooms and then there's just reading spaces and it was so like energetic in this public place and I, I, that's it's very very much a part of the identity of libraries generally is their community is, centers their community centers but really that oh this is a community center that is alive mm-hmm. in a very not in a one time of the day it's alive in that it's alive all day long and it's all types of things and i kind of want to have that with this library that it is a community center people are going there to seek knowledge but they can't necessarily do it just by going there to get a book they have to go there to interact it's interesting to me we talk a lot about the accessibility of knowledge yeah and i've done it in in mine a little bit too you'll you'll see when i get there that there's even when we think of libraries, which are public, which are supposed to be places where anyone can go and get access to information or the internet in our world and yeah. learn and gain resources and improve their lives. Yeah. In so many fantasy worlds or, or speculative fiction, there are still restrictions on it. There yeah. are still restrictions on that knowledge. Yeah. Like who and can go in and access it? Who who yeah. can and who and how and why and when? And it's the, it's just an interesting phenomenon to me, right? Like Yeah. If you ever read uh The Name of the Wind, um I've heard of that. Who it's wrote a, that? Patrick Patrick Rothfuss. Okay. That's uh, right. It's a great book. But um it is it, it most of it takes place at a university that's very Hogwarts like, but mm-hmm. far more adult in many ways. But there's a library that is so 
ridiculously uh, bureaucratic and restricted where getting access is so hard even for students and like to go there it, it's all dark and you can't bring uh fire uh oh, as lanterns sure or something like that it's really quite interesting it's this darkness and it's descending into layers below and there was a there's a door down there that seems to be incredibly important and he'll one day maybe discuss what's behind it in the third book but it's there's could be some deep secret in there but it's this restrictiveness of the library even to the people who are already of that elite class of students of the university who have access to it it's still restricted mm -hmm. you know hogwarts has the restricted section which makes some sense but the rest of the library is open but this is a general library that is closed to the public closed and closed to the students who are supposed to have access to it unless they are really explicitly signing in to and getting mm -hmm. like half they have to say what they're what they're seeking all that it's very yeah it's very weird how much it's restricted especially because it's usually associated with evil magic of some kind yeah but then you could just have a library that is just regular information like our fucking world but knowledge is also power and so it does knowledge is power it does behoove people to control access to information yes hogwarts has a restricted section fucking the 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 doctor strange library had restriction section restricted sections in yeah. there right it wasn't even it wasn't even entirely that all of the things back there were evil. It was that they were restricted because they were so far beyond the capacity of a normal wizard. They were be, they only yeah. were able to be accessed by you, you have to the hit a sorcerer power level supreme to get it right because it's your safety. There are always restrictions on knowledge in yeah. in these worlds. I just think that's an interesting projection of 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 our own world. Yeah, because I mean, there's knowledge in our own world that's restricted, and not everybody Absolutely. has. And some of it's just because oh, it's available, but it's so complex you're not going to understand it. Right. And then there's stuff that's like classified information. That's knowledge that is very easily understandable, but it is secret for for other reasons. Well, not even that. There's personal information. Yeah. PII, right? Yeah. That's anyway. It, it was it, the way you were describing it, and my my idea has aspects of that too. It's mm -hmm. less the museum. Um, yeah, but it, it but it was just something. It hadn't occurred to me that even I had done it too. Yeah, well, let's close the book. Uh, ah, and and, and let's let's move on to the second idea here, which is your library, which was teased up as a Final Fantasy ripoff. It is a Final Fantasy ripoff. It's called the Dome. The so, Dome. The Dome by Stephen King. Is that an actual book? No, I think it's Under the Dome. Oh, also the plot of the Simpsons movie. There you go. It is. It is. Yeah, I remember there was a bad TV show about it. Um, was it bad? I watched. Ten, I only ever watched ten minutes of TV, man. I sitting through a TV show is a lot for me. It yeah. seems. Um, anyway, so my library is called the Dome. It is very heavily inspired by Final Fantasy X, because in Final Fantasy X there is a religious site where you can go effectively into the afterlife. And okay. summon, and the afterlife there is called the far plane. And all you have to do is think of and concentrate on a person, and you can speak to a manifestation of their spirit from the afterlife, someone who's okay. died. Yeah. They in in the game use it for religious purposes. I thought when I thought that would be really interesting to apply to knowledge. Yeah. Uh -huh. So the dome is a nondescript stone dome 
maybe in the middle of a city or somewhere outside a city. I haven't quite fully figured out what yet. Yeah. You could apply this to a sci-fi setting or a more typical high fantasy. Mm -hmm. You walk in and inside it looks, it's a sphere and it feels like you're standing uh, in the middle of Cerebro from the X-Men movies where there's just a platform out into a middle of a dome. And the dome is okay, empty, but there, it's just you. Yeah, yeah. It is an empty space. And it's because it's not just a dome. It is spherical. It does go beneath you. It goes beneath you. Correct. Yeah. And then to you are at a platform in a perfectly spherical space. But if you're on the outside, all you see is a dome. Correct. Got it. This dome, through some mechanism, be it, you know, they magic, magic, or it just works, or they copy and scan AI brains. I don't care. I, whatever the hell works for your world. But you go in there and you can actually conjure the memories, a, 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 an ethereal image of a person mm-hmm. and talk to them. Okay. So instead of going to the library and checking out a book on calculus or a book on physics, mm-hmm. you could go to the dome and learn physics from Albert Einstein. That's cool. And have Albert Einstein teach you physics. And either it's because there's something about the world where the the spirits, it's the dome is over the soul crystal and that's where all the souls go. I, yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, uh, question. It's one dome. What? Is there just one dome? Oh, I don't know the answer to that question. Because it's mostly logistics. Let's say no. Let's say no. Okay. Because only one person can enter the dome at any time. Right. So I imagine it is strictly governed. There's a line, there's time limits, there's restrictions on how much paper you can bring, how much you can bring out, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Th- there's, th- there's again, the, that that control of knowledge, right? You yeah. still have to like there's check a, out knowledge. There's a librarian who mans the door, who, you know, signs you in and then it's like, you got 20 minutes or you have an hour, come back exactly. out and manages the books. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I had not considered the possibility of more than one dome, but let's say, sure. Why not? There are, yeah. let's say there are several. Okay, cool. Every um, major city has a dome. There you go. Which interestingly means that they can be replicated. So this is a technique that can be, yeah. that not only can be replicated, but also all of this stored knowledge can be replicated itself. Yeah. And transferred around. And I feel like that replicated knowledge is less of an interest. Like, cause that's just, you hand wave that to a oh, degree. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to come up with a mechanism of why that is. Um, but when you were when you were explaining it, it immediately made me think of a great tie-in because it sounds kind of like the spell "Contact Other Plane" from uh, from D anD D Five E. Never cast that spell. What does that spell do, Kyle? Uh, that that is a fifth level spell that allows you to contact a long dead sage. Is mostly what it, what it's about, or just some being on another plane. You don't oh. know. You don't know who. Oh, that's cool. Um, and you ask them about um, a course of action you're about to do, or something like that, or you can ask them questions. I forget the the specifics of that versus divination, um, but you but you get to ask them about something. Yeah, similar to like legend lore, also. Of, right, legend of, lore. I know. Yeah, so these. That's cool though. So you so, could come so, and ask it a few questions. Get and so some feedback from. So them. If, if you want to have this in like a D and D game, it works really well because you can already incorporate it with divination wizards. Yeah, because they have spells that do this shit or clerics in, in a way, but they're much more about. They're much more vague versus I need to understand a historical event in full. I need to understand how a skill works. Right. And then you go in and you could, rather than talking to a dead sage, you can go in and talk to 
a great war hero and say, exactly. what happened at this battle? Exactly. So here's the other part of the dome that is important. It's not as super important for knowledge transfer, but yeah. it is. It's it's more it's more for aesthetics. It's more for vibes. So I you know, I love planetariums as a concept I, d- I didn't until now you did we've discussed this before it's fine you we, never listen to me we just i talk a lot though. we've discussed a lot of things ethan i, I in I, our I, friendship I, I don't really know this but we have a podcast we say a lot is of that things. what we're doing here yeah, fuck what, me i just thought things. you liked spending time with me whatever man yeah with a microphone we'll talk about this in therapy um our couples therapy yeah. no, I'm, <laughs> are we I'm, in couples therapy now i'm like uh I've, so, i'm like kelly in the office when she's like i talk a lot so i've just learned to tone myself out <laughs> She just doesn't even listen to what she says. Yeah, it's pretty uh, Anyway, so, yeah. but this this part is more for vibes. Vibes. Where you could just sit and talk to somebody. Yeah. But the dome also works as a planetarium. So say you wanted to come and experience and, and learn about a great battle. Yeah. You could do it by having a one-on-one conversation with a manifestation of the warrior, the general spirit, or... You could sort of lie on your back and look up at the dome, and it would play a, almost a movie-like recording of it from their It's like you're in an IMAX theater. Basically, yeah. yeah. That cool. also could be cool, because the other thing about it's libraries, we've been talking about them in terms of, of historical and almost more academic knowledge, right? Uh-huh. Libraries hold more than that. Yeah. They hold stories. They hold fiction. Yeah. And so I think it would, it's very important. So yes, you could come use it from our world and you could say, I want to come and talk to J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh I could talk to him about what it was like developing Elvish as a language. I could have him read The Hobbit to me, or I could lie, kind of like lie on my back and look up at the dome and have his version of the hobbit yeah like as he imagined it as his world play above me like a movie yeah you can fully see into some inside someone's mind right and so you could get his whole now i'm convinced that if you did that with the lord of the rings it would exactly look exactly like the extended version i'm gonna get a lot of hate for that in the comments i don't care come at me y'all fuck y'all bitches but wow you can cut the fuck y'all bitches out um nope you're gonna leave that in there throwing up fighting fisticuffs i don't know but you could but wouldn't that be cool to see this is this is actually the way the author intended yeah so while you're talking about that i can't help but because you're thinking about it from a very different angle than i am i'm thinking about have you seen the movie her yeah it's a phenomenal movie everyone should see it especially in this day and age super good but it's making me think about very twee 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 i don't know what that means like ukulele kitschy oh very twee um the connection that could be formed between somebody and someone through the dome and a romance between say oh shit because if you go in there and, and you become um like if it's a manifestation of a person versus the actual memory and ghost legacy of this person there's yeah. two different things but imagine somebody becomes obsessed with audrey hepburn and goes there and starts to understand Dude. her mind in yeah. full and creates a relationship that is one-sided but potentially not depending on how the dome works because then you get into the her situation sure. where it's a, it's a bit of both where it feels one-sided on one hand but then it clearly isn't 
in many other sure. ways. And you create a, a new story within this of, let's say you remove it from like a being like a rom-com or something, and you make it in the context of a serious fantasy story, a character who has become obsessed with understanding the mind of somebody who's dead, who is not super famous or is more obscure, or they're using this as a way to connect with a person from their past who's yeah. dead. Th- this the relationship that can be formed by having pure knowledge and perspective because you could actually see how some so uh, um, like imagine somebody who is who cannot g- get over their ex their ex right like they're a widower right or a widow right and, and they just go there and relive their their deceased spouse's memories and their memories of 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 them together oh, and the isn't that interesting the emotions that yep. and like the pain that you can be getting out of this thing yep. And the the arrested development in, yeah. in, in a way of people unable to to move on, and then the librarians have to um, adjudicate that, and they yeah. have they have to put up rules about you are not able to go contact your. You're not here for knowledge. You're here for something else, or you're not here for for the experience of reading a book and and learning because you're here because you just like reading fantasy books, right? You're yeah. here for something else, or. Or mostly just saying, you're not using this in a healthy way anymore. We have to help you. Not yeah. Even, oh, I see. Yeah. Because it might not be that we're stopping you because you're, you're pursuing knowledge. That is knowledge. Like You're allowed to do that. But yeah. clearly there's something unhealthy here and, and let's intervene on your behalf. Right. And like, let's get you therapy or something. Yeah. Um, but then, because you, then you could also do it where you're trying to study Machiavelli. Mm-hmm. You want to understand how to like the, the all the intricacies of Machiavellianism. So you just start to to like inhabit his brain day after day here at the dome to to improve your ability in this in this political arena. Mm-hmm. It could be anything where you take that perspective. I, I want to take that perspective thing and really put it up to ten, where it's not about learning in that in the academic sense. It's right, about right. It's about building a connection and building a uh, relationship to somebody who's who's gone. Well, I was going to say, I didn't even realize what I was doing when I created the dome. But the, the implications of this, quote unquote, technology are pretty significant. Yeah. If you could figure out, and I imagine there would be someone doing this in this world, how to map the brain of a living person. They don't necessarily have to die. They could be alive. Um, then you could start doing it for. I, we were just joking about couples therapy. Why not do it for couples therapy? Yeah, I think you make it where they have to be dead. I think you do too. It's that in in dying, and like we're hand waving the mechanism, but their their spirit is grabbed yeah. by this system. By like it is in in the the, the magical ether that, to which they go then all of their knowledge and memories are are flooded into the system that yeah. can then be accessed. I think that's a good restriction yeah. that's the, because otherwise it gets kind of crazy. Because then you can also use it, it for things like uh, solve. Like it's easy to solve murders. Right, exactly. And it just kind of spirals. But you could also... Yeah, the implications are fucking massive. Totally. But you could also do it with a sci-fi world where, yes, we can scan the brain, but it the the brain has to be recently like you can't do it without killing the person or something you know like the per- the process actually kills the person that's why it only works for people who have died i don't care yeah. hand wipe it make it up but i think that's a really important restriction yeah i think that's the only yeah, way yeah yeah you need you need a you need a restriction on this otherwise yeah. it is because 
the implications w- would be so total if, if we allow everything we're talking about here. Yeah. Because if it's, oh, anything you could find in a textbook, you can find in this in, in here, that's one thing. And I think that's what we started with. But then if it is, everything can be found yeah. here from everyone's perspective, everyone's memories, everyone's knowledge. If all of that is available, yeah. you have, a, I think, a slightly more orderly world because there's no misinformation. There's no misunderstandings, miscommunication, because you could you can fully go get an account, a 100% accurate account. So say somebody, in, nobody needs a will because everyone just has to think about where it's all going when they die. Mm-hmm. And then you just go and you just check the memory and go, yeah. yep, it's all coming to me. And I like my, you know, these uh, Sackville Bagginses can fuck off. They don't get anything. Right. You know, and that's very clear. There's, you know, like you'll still have friction and tension, but there's just some things that will be resolved permanently. I agree. I noticed something that you and in addition to putting restrictions around knowledge and the access of it, you and I also focused more on historical knowledge Uh rather than. Well, the Tome of the Dead. That, that's what I'm saying. I did that too. And yeah. you were talking about past, present, and future. But oh, yeah. Those were, it, oh, yeah. Those in, were, in, in my idea. In your were. idea. Yeah. Those were timelines. We, we were very fo- – that's why I say we were very focused on historical knowledge versus, again, speculative work, art, entertainment. Yeah. You know, in my, I just realized a big hole in my – in the dome is that there's very little room for – perspectives on current events well you don't get that at the dome you get that Maybe you get that somewhere else true but it, as a library yeah because it could be that that you go down to the like, local town square and there's uh, a bunch of bards and uh you know i don't know uh talking heads just having conversation about current events you know you you know bards casting major illusions so they're literally just talking heads <laughs> <laughs> that's fun um, but you know you could still ha- you could have newspapers you could have yeah. something that is talking about current events because this is all historical for for those who have died but you could also have newspapers or something where it's really taking information that they have gotten from the dome yeah where they have investigated something yeah. and then telling like an obituary they can truly gather that information yeah. and really give it give it uh give it a honest 100% effort that that makes me feel better about the idea because I suddenly was feeling very like, oh, shit, I've left out this very glaring, important feature of libraries. But there are also libraries that are very like there are medical libraries. There are yeah. law libraries. A, a library is more just a repository of knowledge. It's, yeah, it's it is. You can change what it what purpose it serves based on the type of library. And, yeah. the, and the dome is a different kind of library, it's a different kind of library. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, as a complete side note to this, I want to see more libraries in speculative fiction that have sc- that th- things written on scrolls. You just like scrolls instead of books. I just think I just think they're neat. I think they're cool. I, I, I just, just want to see. Neat. I just want to see more of them, man. But, like, I mean, they are hell impractical. I think that's the main issue. Right? They were they existed long before books. Like think about well, and for, Library of Alexandria, baby. Absolutely, but think of why the hell, for example, in Harry Potter. Is everything written in books, but they're writing their homework on like rolls of parchment? That doesn't make sense. Okay, well, I, I, I know Harry Potter doesn't make sense. I, I get that. I just like I just wanted to point it out. I just wanted to make sure that was on the record for yeah. everybody, and I'm glad that we both can be very clear. Nothing in Harry Potter makes that much sense. No, it doesn't um, make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, but anyway, um, cool. Uh, that was good. The, I made I, the end of the dome. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we sealed the dome. We, the dome is sealed. The dome hath been sealed. And now we can move on to a quick little speed round. To the Thunderdome? The, welcome to Thunderdome. Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. All right. Uh, one minute. And uh, Yeah, one minute. Wait, am I going first? Or you You're going, going first? first. All right. Well, I, I, mine is pretty Three, simple. Two, one, <clears throat> go. Uh, I like the idea of a fortress on, a, on an island. Oh, shit. That went. Uh, that is a library and is heavily guarded at all times um, and inaccessible to basically everybody. Uh, it is protecting knowledge from every like like there's a war against knowledge wherever it's the um it's the seed vault in norway it's the this is where we will keep all the knowledge that, that if the world should come to be and in end. despair in some way this knowledge will persist yeah and it is like you know actual books so they need to keep those protected um and it's not like there's like experts there They're like this the books will outlive any scholar so yeah. we just need to keep these archives clean and safe secure fire retardant so nothing yeah. burns you know and uh that's the end of that one i so, i i love that no I, comments it's speed well, round I, well i'm gonna comment no it's speed round no no, no comments no, alcatraz in uh the book of eli they did that it was very good oh that's true they did do that that was but great yeah that, mo- that movie is weirdly good super underrated yeah the vibes of it are excellent yeah, yeah, and denzel yeah. nails it. amazing um, like super underrated I'll, i didn't it, it took me a while to realize how religious the, the movie was and i was like oh yeah, this is hella religious but very good yeah hell um, the twist too didn't see that shit coming oh my god that twist is insane and it makes the movie so feel religious again in ways that once that happened i was like oh I missed all of these things. It's really well done. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's Denzel Washington, for yeah. one. And I think Gary Oldman? Gary no. Oldman and uh, Mila Kunis. Yeah, it's really good. And the soundtrack is... Bang- the sound design's a banger. Yeah. And yeah, it's excellent. So yeah, anyway, Would recommend. Definitely um, with Alcatraz. Yeah. All so, right. Your, your turn. Oh, my idea. My idea is very simply called The Cloud. Uh, as you know, we're talking a lot about knowledge in the cloud, cloud storage, yeah. iCloud, all that bullshit nonsense. Uh, yeah. In this world, there are mages that can take the electric current that exists in a human's or a creature's brain uh-huh. and store it in magically as electric potential in a cloud somewhere. Uh-huh. So you actually have a cloud. You have cloud storage. And that you, you put them all together, you start funneling all of this knowledge anyway, that's into in a the cloud, episode. Uh, and you get the cloud, we're and that's the library. We're, we're, we're going to end the podcast forever, I think, after that one. <laughs> that was great. You got to give me that one funny. for the pun. It's funny. Give uh, it up for the pun. All right. I give it up for the pun. There you go. All right. Uh, so what stuck for you? Uh, I am. I like the museum aspect of, of yours. I think yeah. that, it's, that it's not... I know I made the joke at the beginning of the podcast about being very hush hush and and private, but I like that there. It's your view of knowledge, while still restricted, is more. It's more engaging. It's more tactile and hands on, yeah. and you bring and, in and, and the it's, history of knowledge as part of the library. Itself. When it's communicating why it's restricted, yeah, and it's very open about like, oh, it's only restricted because it will kill us, right. Because we can't under we can't understand it. None of us can. I'm not. We're not holding it back from anybody in particular. We just all can't learn this. Oh no, I didn't. I, I wasn't suggesting yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I'm, it was... I'm just. I'm just adding in a little flair. Got yeah, it. You're yeah. Good. You're... Um, yeah. No. Absolutely. And um, no. I thought that was. I thought. I thought that was super interesting. I also really like what you did with adding in multiple domes. 
Oh yeah, that really seemed to, to uh, for some that reason, change your your brain about I, that. I don't know why I had so fixated on it originally as just there being one dome. Yeah, but it makes much more sense if there are multiple. And the fact that that technology is replicable yeah. makes it just much more interesting. Yeah. So anyway, that's what stuck for me. What about you? I think the the perspective that you can get through the dome, I think I really liked. I like the idea. Um, and I think it's mostly because I really like the movie Her. I think it's a great yeah. movie. But I love the idea of building relationships with people from the past. And yeah. that that the strange dynamic that can come from what character, you know, what is this character uh, latching onto? Is it um, an idea, a person, a love, uh, a goal, something, you know, and, and using the dome in an obsessive way yeah. to contact some dead uh, person and really like study from them. I think that's just really interesting. You know, obsessive characters and stories are so normal. They're such a because they're easy story potential. And this is a great twist to get to the obsessive character of they are literally mm-hmm. able to relive the moments of these people, and that's so dark but also fun. Well, and um, addiction is human, yeah, it's addiction, right? And everyone in some form or another has an experience of needing something yeah and to have it be achievable wild so yeah i dig it cool all right let's well, stuck for us let us know what's stuck for you thanks for listening emails in the show notes bye bye <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>